Welcome to the AWPT Podcast, a safe space for personal trainers and coaches who want to learn, grow, and feel heard in the fitness industry. Each week, we'll bring you industry-relevant discussions on all things coaching, mindset, and professional development, empowering you with the tools to be a competent and confident coach. We are rolling. You probably haven't heard this voice in a while because it's been a while since I've actually hosted an in-person podcast and I'm so excited to be hosting this podcast with a very amazing lady. Her name is Jazz and she is the owner of Active Eating here in Perth, which is a meal prep company. And today we're going to be talking to her about how she started her business and basically just the journey along the way because as we know business is crazy right like when you're a business owner it is just like ups and downs and all sorts of twists and turns and I can only imagine what it's like running you know a a company where you have like your whole industrial kitchen and everything like that so take us back to the very start of active eating or even beforehand, like how did this all come about? Because you were originally a chef, right? Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on Kales. Um, we've been meaning to do this for a while, so it's super cool. So yeah, so I've had active eating for eight years. We had eight years in July, like a few weeks ago. Um, but I'm actually a qualified personal trainer and a nutritionist and a chef. So I created active eating... Um, Yeah, eight years ago and it kind of came about because I was running Mindsight gyms at the time. So I'd done all my PTing, um, I had this awesome opportunity to go and manage gyms on site and I was like, why not? Um, So I went up there and what I heard a lot from mainly men but also women, um, because back then it was all construction, so you were either doing like a four-on-one or a three-on-one or a two-on-one, there's no eight and six or four and three or whatever, um, was that they were amazing up on site but they'd come home and they'd just either eat crap um, or they'd buy like $100 worth of groceries and just watch it kind of die in the fridge because – and I like I, I got it because I would come home and half the stuff that I cooked, I didn't end up eating either because someone would ring you and be like, hey, are you free? Do you want to do breakfast? And you'd be like, yeah, of course, because I'm going, then I'm not going to see anybody for 14 days. Um, you know, and back eight years ago, if you think about the, like, the food structures eight years ago, you would be lucky if you saw a Zambrero in your suburb. Like it was literally McDonald's or Hungry Jack's or like all of that stuff. There was no gourmet pizza joint on the corner. Um, There wasn't, you know, like all of the really good Japanese stuff. Uber Eats didn't even exist. I was going to say, I mean, did even meal prep companies, was that even a thing eight years ago? So it was... Me and it was um, Muscle Meals that I don't I don't think they exist anymore. Uh, no, um, and there was a brand called Fitness Outcomes who I think are now mainly stocked, I think maybe in Coles and they're super cheap and they're still frozen. Mm. Um, so no, there wasn't really because like there was no vaccine machines or anything like there are these days. So we were, or I was, um, whenever I say we, it just really means me. Um, <laughs> do you do that as well though? What do you mean? Like, like people will say, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, yeah, so we do this and we do that. And yeah, I've got like five staff in the kitchen. But in terms of like sales or um, relationships with like you or gyms or other clients and stuff, it's like a, it's a me thing. But yeah. I think that we just get into this. Uh, I think, uh, I think I, I switched between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I was, or, you know, making frozen food in shitty Chinese takeaway containers because that's what was on offer. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, so that was how it kind of rolled for three years, um, two or three years and we would do some custom food and I would deliver everything in like the phone boxes or, um, in like just the fridgy bags with ice packs because you'd be delivering it to, to literally giving it to another human. Yeah. Um, and then food. So is this in your own kitchen? No. So I was renting kitchen space at this point. Okay. So up until a couple of years ago when I built Malaga because yeah. um, we're now working out of that kitchen and I like built and designed that, we were hiring kitchen space. So in the beginning – um, I'd hire space like once a month and I'd make whatever I thought I would need for the month. And like some 
some months I'd need to use the kitchen twice. Some months I wouldn't need to use the kitchen because back in the day, it was really a thing that I like to call um, people would use their play money on. So like your excess income. Yeah. Um, or if you were like a really high earner and you didn't want to do your own meal prep because everybody else was was doing their meal prep. Whereas nowadays, people are um, prioritising their time yeah. over their meal prep yeah. because everyone's paying more attention to food now. And also, you know, like you don't want to lose your whole weekend. So Fuck no. Like I, I think I've done meal prep maybe like twice in my life and I'm like, oh my God, this is such just – it's it's a huge deal. Like yeah, it takes and we, so much time. We had that conversation last week and you were like, nah, no meal prep. No yeah, meal prep. I'm at a point in my life now where it's like, it just let me pay someone to just bring me. Like, it's like having your own personal chef. Exactly. Especially with active eating. The thing that's different about active eating that I've found is that it's all custom macros, which is crazy. Well, you do have some yeah, standard so meals. Yeah, so um, we've got like this standard range, which is... I, I feel like, and having seen everybody in the industry and having been in the industry for, like the health and fitness industry for almost two decades, really, really clean across the board. It's, they're about 450 to 550 calories and they're on like a 40, 40, um, 20 split. So 40 protein, 40 carbs, 20 fat. So you get about, well, you do, you get 40 grams of protein. So which is the average serve of protein. Yeah. Um, you're getting somewhere between... 35 and 45, 50 grams of carbs. So obviously our meals that we do with gluten-free pasta mm. um, are higher in carbohydrates and then about 15 and 20 grams of fat. Mm. So like in terms of a balanced meal, yeah, they're the most balanced meals that are out there. Yeah, um, And it's definitely growing. Like I think that um, to be honest, F45 were really, really um, vital in the – the growth and like the boom. Yeah. I think of meal prep. Um, so where we are. They needed help with their meal prep. Because yeah. I saw like early days, early days, early days. I don't know if anyone knows this, but I was an F45 trainer for a little bit. One of my friends owned one of the franchises and some of the nutrition advice that they were given early, early days was terrible yeah so, so we we did all of their food so we're the official meal prep partner for wa um that's good and i completely agree with you so we had most of australia most of wa before they had decided to open food up in wa and initially i was told that they were going to use one supplier for the whole country and my response was okay good luck um when you want to talk about wa come and see me because i've got I had 85% of the WA studios and I was like, no one's going to order food from over east yeah. when it's being made down the road. Mm. And I like have a working relationship with all of the gym owners. Um, so, yeah, so we won that contract and that was fantastic because it meant that we could brand advertise and we can use all their IP, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that was epic. But I, I do agree with you. There were some recipes that I was like, what is going on here? Like, mm. what what is this? Um, and I think that the issue in the beginning is because it exploded so much, they actually had – I'm not sure if she was a dietitian or a nutritionist, but she had no idea about actual food flavours. Yeah. So she was writing recipes that did not translate to you're going to want to eat this. Yeah. Um, and they also came in at that point in time where everyone was trying to do like really low carbs and really low this. And they were the first real company to do challenges where you were doing yeah. a massive weight loss challenge. And you need to remember it's based off America. Yeah. Who are all about like if you think about the biggest loser and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they've definitely gotten better. The recipes are better. Um, we don't follow their recipes anymore. We're allowed to do whatever we want. It just mm. needs to be within their cows. And their cows are better. Um, but they're not as big a player as they were. Like amazing and definitely did fantastic things for active eating in terms of um, our capacity to generate, which has been fantastic because that's how I built Malaga and I bought all of, like I bought our Vaxil machine and stuff. Um, and in terms of getting brand awareness. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they were uh, the real big boom for for food, I think, for meal prep. Yeah. And I think it just helps, like, a lot of people with their time, like you were saying before. It's really convenient. You know, if you're a personal trainer that's listening to this, because I know a lot of our audience is coaches and personal trainers, 
you know, how tricky and difficult it is for your clients to, or for you to like, number one, teach your clients how to track yeah. and, and knowing what's in student food foods. Number two, building out a meal that's going to be, you know, adequate in all your three macronutrients. And fill you up. Exactly. And, and number three, flavour as yeah. well, which I've tasted the meals and that because I've actually had a partnership with another meal prep company and this like it just hands down beats in flavor and that's what you get when you have a chef (laughs) who is creating the meal so like take us back to like how that all started like it was chef day so personal trainer then chef is that right no it kind of went the other way so um my first job was in a restaurant when I was 17 almost 18 um and I just pick up, I've always picked up stuff really quickly. Like I'm really quick and I'm really adaptable. And one night they were really short over in the kitchen and they're like, can you do pizzas for us? And I was like, yeah, cool. Fuck yeah. Of course I'm going to do pizzas. <laughs> That'd be way fun. It sounds way more fun than carrying drinks and food around. Like, and speaking of people. No to that? Yeah. <laughs> um, the people, not like, not, not so bad, but like the running around and the cleaning up after people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so they just started training me. Um, and... Yeah, so that's how I got my that's how I got my quals because they were I I was studying um, human movement at the time, um, and so that's how I got into chefing. Really, I'd always loved being in the kitchen, but that's how I got into chefing. And I was like, this is really cool, and I'm happy to do this. But it wasn't at the time; it wasn't what I thought my passion was, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I did human movement. Um, I'm a qualified teacher. Uh, I taught for a little bit. Um, and then I moved into the PT space. So I did my PT quals uh, and I PT'd for a little while and then, yeah, kind of just fell into um, mind science and I did my nutrition degree while I was up north because I had heaps of time to study. Yeah. Um, nice. And the plan always was to be up there not past my 30s um, because for me it wasn't a career, it was – education and experience and a way to make a heap of money and throw it into whatever it is that I wanted to do. And I was tossing up between um, like investing in a gym or buying a gym Mm. or doing something. Like I wanted to be in the health and fitness space. And then between all of the guys that would be like, "I'm, I'm really good up here and then I'm really shit at home. And my PT friends and me knowing what I was like as a PT, I was like, no one's doing this and there's a space for it. And even better, I've got all this nutritional information, like knowledge, and I'm a chef. And even better than that, if I start it gluten free from the very beginning, because we're 100% gluten free, mm. and I start it with all organic proteins, then irrespective of who comes into the market after me, it's always going to be different, and it's always going to be better. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, that's where it started, and it's kind of just grown. It's grown from there, which is really cool. Um, the space at the moment is really interesting, I find, and I'm sure that you do too because, as you said, you've got lots of coaches um, and there are heaps of meal prep companies around. And for me, the frustrating thing in the food space at the moment is education or mm. should I say miseducation Yeah. because there's a difference between eating something that is macro-calculated because anyone can make anything fit your macros. Like there was that whole if it fits your macros phase that was in yeah. what, like five or six years ago. Mm. Any th- anyone can make anything fit your macros, but is it actually healthy for you? And mm. what are the ingredients that are in it? Yeah. Is it um, micronutrient dense? Exactly. And what's what's on the what's on your label? Because all of these big companies with big buying power and big marketing power, and like I know that you and I spoke about this. Uh, a little bit earlier today, like with big marketing power who can just throw free food at influencers from left, right and centre. Mm. If you have a look at the ingredients list on the back of their of their food, 80% of it's numbers. It's numbers or it's thickness or it's stabilisers or it's anti-caking agents or it's um, flavour enhancers, you know, because they've got to have a longer shelf life because yeah. to get food from the east coast to the west coast, is Mm. five days. So there's five days of travel Mm. and then there's a day in the warehouse of wherever that's gone 
um, like to the distribution company mm. and then it's gone to either your house but now it's six days old or it's gone to like a Farmer Jack's or a IGA or a whatever yeah. and then it's on the shelf at six days old yeah. and then theoretically you're going to spend the next seven days if it's come to your house or you're buying bulk from the supermarket you're going to eat that over the next seven or eight days so you're looking at like 15 16 17 days old yeah you're I'm laughing I'm smiling as, as just saying this because I remember when I was living over the east coast I had a partnership with a meal prep company and I swear it was that food it made me so sick for like I reckon a month. I reckon a month. I reckon my stools were not solid. Oh, that's yeah. So it would because that's all I was eating. Like yeah, like there wasn't even like I would have my normal breakfast, but then lunch and dinner would be these meals. Yeah. So there was nothing really else I could attribute it to, and I was like, why is this happening? And it probably just like fucked up my gut so much. It's all the preservatives and the additives and the things that make food that's not really food or not really high quality food mm. taste good. Like, yeah. um, so Kat told me this story. So Kayla and I have a mutual friend um, and she told me this story. She'd flown in, I can't remember where she'd come flown from, super late at night. So she'd gone down to the local supermarket and they had a special on the meals that she was buying and I'm obviously not going to tell anyone what the meal names are because that's just I'm not that person um so she bought two because they were like two for 15 bucks well we can't even make I can't make two meals and cost yeah it cost me more than 15 dollars to make two meals yeah. so that is another thing like it costs me more money to make two meals than these guys are selling two meals for because the quality of our ingredients mm. is that much higher, which makes them that much more expensive. Yeah. Um, and she put one in the microwave and while it was microwaving, she was reading the back of the packet and she's like, fuck, I'm already unexcited by this. And she could like, she's like, the smell that was coming out of the microwave wasn't super exciting either. And then she pulled it out and she was like trying to find bits of meat and she couldn't really find any meat. But then she found one piece and she ate it and she's like, it was so bad. Um, that she threw it in the bin and she mm. threw the second one in the bin. She wouldn't even give them to the to the puppies. She's like, I wouldn't even give them to the dogs. I just threw them both in the bin. That is terrible. And the issue is that people are buying them because they're cheaper than ours. Mm. So, I mean, I understand that some people have like a budget they need to sit in, um, but... And what that's is the cost of the stuff that you put in your body, right? Like Yeah, exactly. Because that's going to cost you in the long run. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So you're talking – I mean, there's a $5 difference between our meals and some of the meals that are being sold, but for mm. most of them it's like 2 or 3 bucks. Mm. There's a 2 or $3 difference. But as you said, like what is the cost of, you know, your health now versus your health later? Um, but the other thing is like our – our meals are more expensive because they're actually full of food. Yeah. So, like, she was searching for yeah. protein. Yeah. Like, if you're a meal prepper, essentially, you're, the main thing that you're trying to get right is how much protein are you putting into your body. All of our food is built around protein. Yeah. So, when we first started, we had two sizes and one had 20 grams of protein. Because remember, this was eight years ago and it was like, women only need 20 grams of protein per meal, which yeah. is bullshit. And it was then and still is now. Mm. Um. So we've just got one size and that's where it starts. And if you need more than that, then you jump on the custom thing and mm. we'll change it. You need 80 grams of protein, cool. We'll give you 80 grams of protein. It'll cost slightly more, yeah. but it'll be made specifically for you. Whereas we're putting proper food into our containers. So when you get a container that says 40 grams of protein, you can see mm. giant chunks of chicken or giant mm. chunks of beef or it's like beef mince or chicken mince, but you can see that mm. as opposed to... Um, I've had a few people tell me that they're like, I don't think that these the meals that are in the market, supermarkets at the moment are actually macroed to what they say they are because I can't find the things that I'm trying to find. Yeah. I found like one piece of meat in my 40 grams worth of protein. Well, I'm sorry, unless that one piece of meat is the size of your fist, yeah. um, you are being misled. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, even, I don't even know if I've even heard or seen any of the meals with... 40 grams of protein like that's decent like that's super decent and most of them you'll find are probably around 20 grams which isn't going to be enough for no. one meal um 
And then the other thing, you know, you're saying about the ingredients, like you and I have been doing some product research yeah. and we've been looking at certain ingredients in certain like um, products that say this is like, for example, monk fruit. This is monk fruit. Look on the back on the ingredients, 1% monk fruit, 99%, 99%. erythritol, which is one of like, I've got friends who are like the, who don't like sweeteners, but will use them if they have to. But the own and the only sweetener that they can't digest that you know gives them the runs or makes them sick or makes them want to throw up is erythritol, mm. and it's in like eighty percent of all of the sugars. Sweetness, yeah. Yeah, um, and I did a live on active eating um, a couple of weeks ago called <laughs> "What's in the Box," mm. um, and I literally just picked stuff out of my. I was at my parents' house, my parents' pantry. And the amount of crap that's just pumped into everything and stuff that has healthy written on the front of the label, um, you know, is insane. The ingredients that are in like the curry paste and stuff that you pick up off the shelves. Mm. Well, the first ingredient is canola oil. Canola oil is, has been directly linked to cancer. It's the most carcinogenic thing that you could put in your body. Mm. Um, The Germans actually created canola oil to power their cars. It was originally designed as petrol. No. No, I'm dead set serious. I did some research on it because someone told me. So that canola oil was designed to be used as petrol to fuel your car. And that is what is in... We put it in in our bodies. (laughs) That's what people are putting in their bodies. That's That's the oil that's being used in like 80% of food because it's cheap. Because canola oil is about two to four dollars a litre depending on how you know like the wholesale that you get it at um whereas olive oil is about 12 to 14 and mm. we only use olive oil mm. so you know it's costing us you'd rather pay the extra couple of dollars to have yeah. something decent it's costing us four to five times the amount to use olive oil but mm. i built active eating ethically yeah. With the highest quality ingredients because I wanted to feed our people with the highest quality ingredients so that they were like fueling their bodies as nutritionally sound as possible. And I eat them as well. And I don't want to be eating canola oil. Yeah. Um, you know, so you, I mean, you've seen the inside of my fridge and it's literally just active eating containers. <laughs> um, <laughs> cause I eat active eating meals from Monday to Friday because I don't have the time. I don't have so the time to easy. meal prep. Honestly, I have the time to meal prep and I just don't want to mm. like, I would just rather. And, and my, my meals, like my cooking quote unquote cooking is just so basic because yeah. like, it's just not something that I want to prioritize and to have some meals in the fridge just to grab, but have something that's actually going to be healthy for me. Um, and for me to feel my body with, especially, and not just like, you know, I shouldn't probably say this, but like steak and potatoes, like that's all I feel like making for dinner. Like I don't want to make like this beautiful thing with veggies and (laughs) you were at my house the other week and like you brought over some beautiful meals for me and I was like, oh my God, vegetables, (laughs) yes. Because as well, like, you know what, I used to, and I used to travel a lot and so I wasn't able to like buy like lots of perishables because they wouldn't, like they would just... I, I would be gone the next thing. So it was like it, I could only buy so much stuff to go because I'd be, you know, the next few days, yeah. you know. Which is nev- essentially in mining. Yeah. yeah. Which is how it started. Yeah. Exactly. And so to be able to have something, yeah, to just grab and go, like it's just so handy. And, you know, to have actually something that's like really good ingredients, like really good for your body, doesn't fuck up your guts. And make you, like, go to the toilet with explosive diarrhea for a month. I mean, who doesn't want explosive diarrhea? I mean, I probably (laughs) lost weight on them too, but, like, not the way way that I would want to. No, whereas I've – one of my um, really good friends – well, she's a really good friend now, but she was just an acquaintance when we started. Um, I I was swapping some – like, a mastermind for food. I was like, hey – really want to jump in your mastermind, do you want to do like a, a, a service exchange? If not, I'm, it's cool, I'm happy to pay, mm. but I know that you've commented on our stuff a little bit, so I thought I'd reach out and see if um, like that feels good for you. And she's like, hell yeah. Mm. Um, and she'd started, she was like, we might need to like tweak my calories because I'm just about to start my wed shed for my wedding. Mm-hmm. And then I checked in with her a few weeks later and she's like, I've lost so much weight just because I'm not eating any gluten I'm not eating any refined sugar. 
and I'm eating barely any dairy because mm. most of our dairy, as you know, from the meals that you, ca- you got last week, mm. um, was in the tiny little sauce container because mm. it's for our Mexican meals. So it's like Greek yogurt, which is almost as clean as you can get dairy-wise, um, mm. but you don't have to have it. Mm. So she, yeah, she was like, I feel fucking fantastic. Yeah. My skin's cleared up. I've, just, I've lost weight without even trying. I feel yeah. like my energy's back. And that makes me really happy Like when we get people who say stuff like that. Because that's the plan. Like, I obviously created it um, to fill a void in the market and because I wanted to do something that would make me happy and because I didn't want to work for anyone else. But the main driving factor was to feed people and make other people's lives easier. It's my way of being of service. Yeah, and when you're, when you're eating well uh, and you're eating decent, you don't feel hungry. Like, you don't need to snack. Yes. So, when you're, when you're getting enough micronutrients, you don't feel like you have cravings because your body is actually getting all the nutrients that it needs. Yeah. Whereas you could eat heaps of crap stuff, but you still feel unsatiated. You still feel like you're craving more food because you're actually just craving nutrients. Yeah. And then you can enjoy like the weekend takeout or the cookie or whatever, because it's something that you know that you want, not something that you need or your body's craving Mm. because it's, already happy because it's got all the stuff that it needs and we pump so much vegetables through our stuff they're either like right in your face or like a couple of the ones that you had last week like that pasta they're hidden and you're like oh I didn't even realize there were vegetables in here and I'm like yeah man there are so many vegetables they're just disguised Um, because we get a lot of parents who feed their kids our stuff as well and we do do family meals for parents for that specific reason and we hide all the vegetables in there. Yeah, well, I need that too, not just for the kids. <laughs> I have got a few clients who want all of their vegetables hidden, who have custom food, who are like, can you just cook it all together? So you, we, I don't know that we it's We hide there. your vegetables for you as well. Yeah. What a service. I mean, like, custom macros, hide your vegetables. <laughs> hide your veggies. That's awesome. That's so cool. So in terms of, like, building this business what have been some of like biggest roadblocks you found what have been some of the biggest challenges um well my first temporary challenge was the fact that f45 told me that they were going to use one person for the whole of australia but that didn't last very long so that was pretty cool um in terms of sorry proper proper roadblocks i think that we've touched on the one that we're facing at the moment which is I'm in a market where I'm competing against really, really big companies who have hundreds of thousands of dollars to throw at marketing, mm. whether it be ads, whether it be feeding people who probably wouldn't be eating their food or who probably, to be honest, like I know I've spoken to a lot of people who get given free stuff and they hand it off to other people because they don't want to be eating it. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So your eye, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I like I don't get that. Like, why, like, why would you just because it's free take it if it's not? Because sometimes the free stuff also comes with and we'll pay you. Yeah. So if it's we'll give you free food and we'll pay you, mm. um, then some people just are happy to give up their moral code, I suppose, for that. Mm. Um, whereas you know we can't really afford to give away free food, mm. so we've got a couple of people that we work with um, that we give discounted food to. Uh, we've got some gyms and stuff where um, – and I always make sure that they've tried it and they're happy and their trainers have tried it and they're happy um, where we give them, like, some side benefits for prom- for promo, but we don't give them money. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll give them, like, food or we'll give them vouchers for – you know, we've got some gyms who have eight-week challenges or 12-week challenges. Um, so once a quarter, we'll give them, like, a $100 voucher to give to the winner, et cetera. Um, but I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to throw at marketing. And it's hard, like, you know, because everything's linked to social media now. So Mm. if you don't have 700 million followers and you don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to throw at advertising, Mm. then you can really only reach as far as your audience reaches. Mm. Um, So it's that coupled with the fact that all of these giant companies that have all of this money are putting out real shit products Mm. and undercutting the market. Yeah. So, you know, um, and while they do that, they promo the fact that their food is really, really healthy because it's 
400 calories. Mm. Um, you know, the, the new trend that I found in a few companies is super low calorie meals. So it's just less food. <laughs> yeah. So there's this new low calorie meal phase that's going around and the meals sit somewhere between like 250 and like 320 calories and that's a snack. That is yeah. a snack. Yeah. That's yeah. a snack. Like you and I were having this discussion and I'm in the middle of um, like a little baby cut. Um, but even on my little baby cut, I'm sitting on 2,000 calories. So I'm eating like four of our meals a day mm. and getting 2,000 calories. Mm. Um, you know, so that's not even like at 250 calories, that's like half a meal for me. Um, and everybody, you know, jumps on the bandwagon of, oh, cool, super low calorie meals because I'll lose all the weight. But, and as you would know, like at some point, no, because your calories are too low, mm. um, that your body's like freaked out. Yeah. And you've screwed your metabolism. Um, I did some research and I did a live on this one as well on the calories that it takes just to get out of bed. And for like a, the average, like, 30 mid 30s woman who sits at around 65 kilos it's like 1200 calories just to get out of bed i thought it was like 1500 i think um i think it's 1500 to like lie in bed and watch netflix all day but i think to like be anything other than conscious it's it's 12 so if you think about that and then you know like you've now got to go to work even if you just sit at your desk all day um stairs I'm assuming that you go to the gym if you care enough. If you care enough, how many calories you're eating, etc. Yeah. You're easily at 15, 1600 calories. You need to be at. So if you're eating two, maybe three of these 300 calorie meals, mm. because like most people will make their own breakfast, which would be what two, three hundred calories, depending on what you're doing. If if you're if you're a gym person and you're getting a smoothie, you might be at four, but you're at the gym. So you've burnt three or four hundred calories. So you've burnt your smoothie off. Yeah. Um, and then you know you've got like two or three of these meals. Mm. You're only at like nine hundred calories for the day. Like <laughs> I can't function. I actually sent a friend yesterday a meme and it said, um, "You're doing nine hundred calories in squats and you're wondering why you're not seeing results." My left butt cheek eats nine hundred calories a day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like. I mean, there's that diet, the fast 800. I don't know whether that's like 800 calories a day or whatever it is. It is, it is because yeah. I had a lady ring me and she had seen it because the guy who created five and two or something came up with it. Yeah. And it's 800 calories on an intermittent fast as well. Ooh. Now, anyone who has been listening to our series with Amy, the female specific, on our, like, we have a female specific nutrition course, which, like, goes through all of this. And Amy's quite often on the podcast. She's our head nutritionist at AWPT. You guys should do a live together. I should, like, hook you guys up. up. Because, like, you know, anyone who's been listening to those, either those podcasts or who's done that course, will know that, you know, there are so many issues with women fucking up their fertility right yeah. now, um, menstrual cycle, dysfunction, yeah. disorders, which affects not only your physical health, but also your mental health. Uh, yeah, your mental and emotional. Because if you're messing with your hormones, then, you know, like that's a whole body thing. And if you're on calories that are that low, mm. that's just like, I, I don't know how you function. Sometimes I put some of my clients that are on low calories on more calories and they drop weight because the body is just like starved of nutrients. So it's like just holds on to everything. Well, I just told you that I like upped my calories by like two, three hundred calories a day and I've laid out. Yeah. So I'm like, after, after, like, uh, my partner loves a cheat meal and like the day after, like, it's usually a Friday night on Saturdays, we go to the gym and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so ripped up. My body's just eating up all the carbs. Loves it. So I just, and that for me, like if you're in the health and fitness space and you're supposed to be educating people on what you're eating and the food that you're putting out is supposed to be nourishing people, I feel like you're doing a massive disservice to people by promote by promoting like super low calorie meals as healthy mm. or these are our healthy meals just don't turn them over and look at the ingredients list yeah yeah I used to do the whole like low cal swaps now I'm like just give me the full of everything and like honestly my body has just settled yeah like it, like even when I was 
trying to diet like I was still holding on to excess weight than I should be for my height because it was like my body was just under so much stress as well because I was stressing about Mm. what I was eating I was stressing about what my body looked like yeah and when I just focused on like being healthy and eating like normally normal nutritious meals then everything kind of just like came together yeah yeah, which is it's crazy because like for so long you're like stressing and like trying to get smaller and then it's like, oh, you know what? Like I'm actually fine with how I look and, and you know, I train well and, and I eat well and it all just works out. Like it just all comes together. So, And I mean, if you end up in a really low-cal diet, what I find tends to happen is all the little all the little stuff that you do during the day stops. Like we're doing this podcast and you're playing with your foot and my knees banging on the floor yeah. and like when I'm super hungry and I'm on really low cows, like all my little twitch movements stop. Mm. I will take phone calls sitting down as opposed to walking around the house. Mm. Um, I won't go for a walk after the gym. Mm. You know, you all the the little things that burn up all the energy because you don't have any energy Mm. so to me the answer is like if you've hit a plateau instead of dropping your calories if your calories are already low if your calories are really high then Mm. yeah maybe you need to drop your cows Mm. um you know if you're on like 2800 calories as a female then yeah you could drop them to 26 and see what happens but if you're already on like 1600 or 1400 calories taking away more food as Mm -hmm. we've just said Mm. is not great because you're going to fuck with your hormones and your menstruation Mm. and you need at least 1200 literally just to get out of bed and go and pee in the morning Mm. add some food in because that's going to give you more energy and then you're going to be more inclined to do the cardio after your weights or you know to walk around while you're on the phone or to take the stairs instead of the elevator and that's where you're going to get your steps up and you're going to get your heart rate up and you're going to get cardiovascular fitness will be better and you'll burn more calories which means you get to eat more and is that not the goal like my goal is literally to eat as much food as I possibly can and be at the aesthetic that I want and for me it's not a number on the scale and it's not a body fat percentage it never has been and maybe once a month or once every two months I'll jump on the scale to see where we're at Mm. but for me it's how do my clothes look um, how do I feel? Mm. Like, how do I feel? And how do I feel I look? Not how X, Y, and Z feels that I look, <laughs> you know. But, you know, I think that everyone, especially females, has what they want to look like in their head. Mm. Um, and I've hit that aesthetic at 62 kilos. I've hit it at 65 kilos. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think that it can be quantified by a number anymore. No. Because it just depends on, like, how much water you're holding or your muscle mass at the time. Like, I looked better at 65. How tall you are. Yeah, I looked way better at 65 kilos than I did at 62 kilos. Yeah. You know, I had three extra kilos of muscle on me. Yeah. Um, and it was muscle, but I just, I felt better and I looked better. Yeah. So, I think that um, we need to stop worrying about scale numbers and starting to look at how do you look, how do you feel, what are you putting into your body? Mm, 100%. And uh, so just going back for a second now, so like you were speaking about, you know, how companies have a lot of money to throw around advertising and things like that. So the importance of social media, because like we can talk, you know, we've got a, a lot of coaches and personal trainers that, you know, struggle on social media and find like you know growing on social media or even just showing up so has it all been organic growth and how have you kind of like what have been some of the things that have really helped you grow like your contract obviously with yeah and that was real cool 45 so Um, collaborating with with certain companies yeah so we've um i've started this year like towards the end of last year slash this year choosing who i want to partner and affiliate with um choosing companies that I like their ethos of, uh, I like the people that are training there, I like the people that run them um, and partnering with them. So we've got some big gyms, we've got the Chasing Betters for those who are in Perth and the Surge Fitnesses um, and then we're doing all the Strong Pilates as well and then some like little independent gyms like the gym that I go to, so Shredded um, and some CrossFit studios and stuff and then I've also got like, we've got athletes. So 
we're feeding a few of the West Coast Eagles. Um, we're going to start feeding some of the Waffles women as well. We've got like MMA fighters and Muay Thai fighters and stuff like that. So for me, it's um, really trying to find people and companies that support our ethos because I've done influencer marketing um, some of it works, some of it doesn't. And I've done influencer marketing with people who have 100,000 followers and got absolutely nothing, like mm. crickets. And then I've done influencer marketing with people that have reached out or I've reached out to who I'm like, yeah, this is an epic fit. Um, and it's been amazing. And for me, I think it's some of the big ones that we did in the beginning, I did because I thought they were going to be awesome but they just weren't aligned. So, you know, you can have someone who is walking the walk five days a week and, like, eating healthy and gymming and stuff, but then if their entire social media is them partying and drunk on mm. the weekend, then it's really, like, counterintuitive to, to what you're trying to promo. So, yeah, most of us has been organic. Um, for me, it's about, like, looking through our socials, looking at who's following us, reaching out, um, if I feel that it's a fit, I try and jump on and do like me doing a live or me doing a story at least once a week because um, I find that lots of people want connection these days, which is really cool because I'm really good when it comes to connection. Mm. Um, but for me... And that's what social media really is, isn't yes. it? Yes. Social. It's been great for connection, but it's also been great for non-connection because you've got access as you said we've got access to all of this stuff so you know you've got people that can do all this promo um and it kind of puts the onus on you to do your own research and some people will and some people won't um but for me it's about making sure that I show up authentically as me uh and I'm just trying to find that balance between what do I want to say um because you know it's a little bit harder in the food industry to try and think of stuff that people want to hear um, or that is relevant. Um, and then making sure that I obviously don't rip the crap out of, like, <laughs> specific companies and stuff because it's, it's hard. Like I It is hard. Like, and, I, you know, I can totally relate, like, seeing certain things posted yeah. about certain exercises being done wrong or like wrong advice on Instagram and yeah. you, you do like you just you want to like make people like not necessarily bring that person down to make yourself better but just to make people more aware of it yeah and so I think you know having a strong message and and you know you've stayed steadfast in your ethics and your morals in terms of what you put in your food and I think that will really start to show like people are becoming more educated and yeah. like because we have access to so much more information you know it's just inevitable that eventually people will start to see and eventually people will get it like we started a female specific nutrition course before anyone really knew Ted, that yeah. female specific nutrition was a thing and we had like male coaches and stuff like that ripping us being like men and women don't need to eat differently <laughs> and so now they're very quiet so I'm sure <laughs> like you know as people start to become more aware of it you know they're going to start to look at ingredients and guys like if you're listening to this like if you see something in the supermarket and you pick it up like look at the ingredient especially if it's packaged obviously yes. like you probably shouldn't be eating anything really like packaged yeah um but have a look at what the ingredients say and you know even on our instagram you know maybe we can do like a partnership but even on our instagram like amy's going around and doing like the little videos in the supermarkets just i've seen those yeah fantastic even milk right like we think that nut milk um oh there's so much stuff in nut milk there's like yeah. xanthan gum and there's thickeners and there's stabilizers because those things need to be shelf stable Mm. So, you know, like even as I was saying, even the curry paste. So we make our own curry paste the mm. day that we put it into the curry. Mm. So there's nothing in there. But the amount of like sugar and salt and preservatives and additives and as I said, canola oil mm. in like even the really good curry pastes, um, you know, the Australian ones or the organic ones or the gluten free ones. It's I there's not very many things that I buy in a packet from the shops. Mm. One of them is sweet potato chips because I just can't bother making them. And I actually can't even buy my favorite brand anymore because 
the back now says, and or canola oil. <coughs> so I've had to switch to the really, 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 really expensive organic vegan ones um, because they use, um, oh, I can't remember. It's, no, I can't remember, but it's definitely not canola oil. Um, you know, it's, I think that food's just come so far, which is fantastic because it means that everybody has access to it. But also, if you're not paying attention or you're not educated or you're not willing to educate yourself, mm. it's also kind of like a nightmare because you think that you're being healthy because you're getting meals from a meal prep company that says that they're healthy, there's healthy in the byline or they're mm. healthy meals or they're calorie controlled or they're macro portioned or whatever buzzword they've decided to use or, mm. you know, you're getting, we were getting organic monk fruit sugar, mm. but it wasn't. It was 1% organic monk fruit and 99% organic urethritol. Yeah. You know, like, and that's you and me with education. Like, lucky I turned mm. the packet over. Yeah. Like, even some of the protein bars out there on the market now, oh, it's like, man. you look at them and it's like this much carbs and this much fats and like 15 grams of protein. And it's like, this is a fat bar, not a protein bar. Like, this is a, a fat and carb bar yeah. more than it is protein. So, really, like, I think... The takeaway here is like to really be careful about like what you're putting in your body and also what you're telling your clients to put in their body yeah. as well, um, because because you're bringing up like you're you know if you're a coach of any description, you now have um, a responsibility to whoever you're coaching. So like that's how I went into active eating. I have a responsibility to feed people the highest quality food that I can. And if I'm not going to do that, then I might as well not. Mm. Like, then why would I? I'm not going to put out, like I could be making, we could be making hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars more than we are. Mm. If I stopped using organic produce, we used gluten and we used store-bought crap. Mm. But I won't because mm. that's completely against my morals. And that's what's going to set you apart in the industry because yeah. there's no one else that's doing that no, or wants to do but, that. But, you know, as, as a coach, whether you've been coaching for 15 years or you've been coaching for two years, mm. you need to be paying attention to what's happening to food in the industry right now. Mm. So if you're a coach that is provide, like, offering, telling people to go and get meals from X, Y, and Z, you need to make sure that the meals from X, Y, and Z are actually, you know fueling them correctly because mm. you're the one that's supposed to be helping to make them healthy mm. you're the one that should be educated mm. as a pt mm. i as a non like even as an i mean obviously i'm a personal trainer but as someone who's not personally training at the moment like and has friends who aren't pts all of my friends pay attention to the labels because they want to make sure what's in their body you know, like some of your, and some of your clients will do that, but some people, mm. as we've discovered over the last couple of years, are just sheeple and they'll just do whatever they're told. Mm -hmm. So if they <laughs> think that someone... Be that careful knows, what you put in your body. Yeah, if they think that someone who knows what they're doing is telling them to do this, someone who they trust, who has their best interest in heart is saying, go get food from here, mm. they won't even question it. Yeah, and it is because... There is so much unfiltered these days, like on Instagram, like anyone can be a quote unquote expert, right? Yes. Like, you know, we see this in the education space as well. Like I, I'm a fully qualified physiotherapist. Amy's a fully qualified nutritionist studying dietetics. You know, we work with a neuropsychologist. Everyone who educates within our company is educated themselves. Yeah. I ran a masterclass today and the girl who does our social media she's got a six she's been she's got a bachelor of communication in six years experience in the industry mm. whereas i see other um you know education companies who use influencers as educators yeah and it's like well, what's the quality of the education and so you know i think if we used influencers as educators yeah we would have like however many followers yeah. like you know tens hundreds thousands of followers but we don't because we want the quality of their education exactly. just to remain high just like you want the quality of your food to remain high so just because you know a brand has a large following doesn't necessarily mean that the quality is good yes so just be really aware just be really careful of what you're doing you know 
I'm sure a lot of the personal trainers and coaches listening to this as well know that because you probably see influencers with, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers and, and lots of clients putting out, you know, maybe shit programs and things like this and you've educated yourself, you're listening to a podcast, so obviously you're educating and wanting to educate yourself um, and the quality of your coaching is going to be higher. So really start to think about, you know, bringing more awareness to, you know, what you're consuming, whether that is food, information, mm. um, what else, whatever else you consume in your lifetime, in, in your life as well. Um, because it is important because it's really going to depend or it's really going to determine what the outcome of your yeah. like life is going to be in all different aspects and areas yeah, as well. And how you influence all your clients. So exactly. how their like their how their lives are tracking and running and Exactly. And I do think like I do honestly think we are gonna see a trend towards people being more educated, like especially general population, because there is so much information out there, even if the information isn't one hundred percent correct just yet we're going to see, start seeing a trend more towards that side of things. So even yeah. if it's like, you know, or the menstrual cycle doesn't matter, okay, well, now it matters. <laughs> oh, well, I want to dig a little bit deeper into this and see that, oh, it actually does matter and it matters in, like, so many more ways than you even know. Yes. And they're going to start asking questions as well. And at the end of the day, they're going to trust, you know, you as a coach and as a personal trainer and also in terms of building your business, your conscience is going to really matter in your ability to show up and, and turn up, right? Like, you know, Jazz can jump on a podcast and she can confidently speak about how high quality her meals are. I can confidently show up on my social media and speak about how high quality our courses are because they are. Whereas you might not see certain people or you might see influencers like promoting something, but they don't necessarily believe in that. They don't necessarily love that. And that's going to show. It's going to show like who you are and what you stand for over the long term as well. And I get it. Like people make mistakes and they, you know, they're not sure or they're unaware and they're promoting things that maybe aren't healthy. Like, you know, the whole detox tea, that was weird. Like that yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And this 800 that we briefly touched on that we're not even going into because it was so stupid. Like, and like 800 uh, calories. And those diets that were like cutting out entire macronutrient yeah. groups. So, you know, we are moving in the right direction, but you know, there's still further to go and obviously like your internal health physically and mentally is going to be reflected on the outside as well. So it's really important to, you know, make sure that you're aware of what you consume, what your clients are consuming, um, food-wise, information-wise, all those sorts of things. And it's fine if, you know, like as I said, when we started... Yeah. We thought women only needed 20 grams of protein. Like, that was, you know, my mistake. It was an industry trend and I didn't look into it enough. Um, but I owned it and mm. we've moved on and now we're feeding everybody who wants to be fed the same. Mm. And if you have macros, then we'll tailor our food to your macros, um, you know. So I feel like the day that you think that you've learnt everything, you have nothing to learn, Yeah. Um, is the day that you need to like really check yourself in the mirror because there is always something to learn um you know and health and fitness and this whole industry is ever changing some of it's good some of it's bad like as I said we've now got the ability to send out fresh food so we send our fresh food out every week it is in the vac seal containers we don't need to suck all of the air out of them because we don't need them to travel across the state and Mm. at some point when we expand we will rent kitchen space in Queensland mm. um, is where we're going first. And then it will take a day for food to get from Queensland all the way down the East Coast. And I'm happy with a day because mm. it's going to take a day from wherever, mm. you know. So, like, it's a day between when we pack it all up and when you get it in Perth. So, it'll be day when we pack it all up and you get it all the way down the East Coast. And that's cool. But you lose so much nutrition, Um in sending food cross country and not only do you lose so much nutrition but if you look at the companies that are doing it you put so much shit into your food that it it just exacerbates the fact that the nutritional quality has declined 
So we would never do that, um, you know, but the space is changing and you either need to pay attention and, and roll with it or you need to be doing your own education. And if you find something and you're like, mm, I'm not super sure about that, either research it or find someone that knows what they're talking about. Like I've got my, the back end of our Instagram is full of people asking me questions. Mm. I don't have an issue answering a question on a food thing or a health thing or a nutrition thing. Like, you know, I will talk to people and answer questions of people who don't even order our meals because at some point they might, mm. you know, and even if they don't, like, I can't in good conscience ignore them just because they're choosing, you know, that's, I can't do that as an educator. Mm. Like, it's a, it's kind of against my code and I'm sure that you're exactly the same, Kayla. Um, you know, I'm sure people ask you questions all the time. You need to find a source that has more knowledge than you and there's always going to be someone. And if you can't find anyone, then you're in the wrong room and you're in the wrong circle and you need to try and find people who know more than you do. Mm, 100%. So, I mean, that was going to be my next question. What's next for active eating? You said... Yeah, yeah so, I mean, you and I are obviously working on some really cool without stuff. Without saying too much. Yeah. Um, and stuff that um, is going to be amazing, stuff that's not being done yet, um, and stuff that we can send and take everywhere will still be, like, preservative-free and mm. crap-free. Um, so we're doing it as clean as possible. The bane I'm, of our existence because it could be so easy just to... Yeah, to put a whole pile of shit in it and it would be good to go right now. Um, but completely against both of our ethoses. Um, so there's that. I'm working on um, a couple of uh, chocolate-related products. So like vegan chocolate full of like all the good stuff and then some nootropics. So stuff that's like spiked with like reishi and lion's mane. Um, spiked with some mushies. Yeah, so like good for your brain, etc., etc. Um, and then expansion. So the plan at, for the next six to nine months, I'd say, depending on how quickly active eating continues to build in Perth, because obviously we need capital to mm -hmm. hightail across the other side of the country, <laughs> um, is to find kitchen space in Queensland. I won't build yet. I need to like make sure that the market uh, is stable and we can grow first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Queensland, because I feel like it's the closest demographically um, to Perth and how they eat and the f quality of their food and how the fitness industry looks at food and stuff. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So anyone who is currently based in Perth and would like to try out the active eating meals, you can find Jazz on at active eating. Is there any yeah, underscores? Yeah, at active eating. On Instagram. Um, I'm sure there's a link to the website there yes. or there's a website, yeah. activeating.com. There's a link to the website. It should take you straight to the menu page. Um, if you use the code that Kayla is about to give you right now, it will get you 10% off your first couple of orders. Ooh. Yeah, so those will be off standard meals. If you are a macro kid, um, you will need to send me an email because our website is in the middle of being upgraded so you'll be able to like build your own meals very, 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 very soon. Um, but until then, we are doing specific macros through me. Amazing. Yeah. So I did not even know there was going to be a special code. So that is super exciting. <laughs> you lucky guys. Um, so thank you for listening to this episode. I've really enjoyed talking about, you know, these meals and anyone who is over East Coast of Australia. Soon, hopefully. Yeah. Very soon. Yep. I've had so many people ask, but as I said, like I won't ship it across the country. I just can't. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. So hold on to your tails because that is coming soon, which, you know, if I ever move back over east, <laughs> be good for you. That would be <laughs> great for me. Um, thank you so much, Jazz, for joining me. Is there anything else you wanted to leave the audience with? I think that's up? it. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening, guys. And, yeah, as I said, if anyone's got any questions at all, either about what we do or nutrition or food, et cetera, in general, I'm always happy to have a chat. Um, yeah. I think the more people 
that we can educate the better in general. Yeah, I couldn't recommend the meals more. Like they just, they taste delicious and also like how handy to have custom macros done if you need custom macros done. Like I don't know of any other meal prep company that actually does that. So Not in Perth. No, that is incredible. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like, share, save, subscribe, do the whole sherry thing if you enjoyed it and um yeah do we have a code or do you we're putting that in the show notes yeah let's chuck it in the show notes because then you can come up with something amazing it'll be your new code okay <laughs> awesome all right chat soon guys thank you for listening to the awpt podcast if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to share it with your friends and fellow coaches and subscribe for weekly episodes and content